I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. Oh my God, we're back with the Hey Fresh podcast. We're back. We're back. Welcome to Monday. I'm shaking off my headphones. Very excited because we are back here in our podcast annex. Yes, of course. It's this little podcast studio that we have created in my apartment. And the interns are here today. Alyssa is here, of course. AJ on the mic. That's AJ no longer even mic. her name anymore. That's okay. You know what? Tomato, tomato. Andrea Lopez comedy. There we go. It's the one. We're literally in a four by four. We're in a four by four, but you know what? With my newfound New York City apartment, I feel like I feel at home. You know what I mean? I feel welcomed here in these small spaces. <laughs> you really do. Oh my God, we're going to talk about that. You have now, you have a twin sides bed, and I was, of course, I follow all your social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were sleeping on the wooden slats, and when you were talking about Wayfair, I thought you were waiting on like a Wayfair. I didn't realize you were waiting on a Wayfair mattress. Correct. Yes. And I don't want to talk shit about any company because they could potentially be, I I feel like they were a sponsor of the podcast at one point. Did we have Wayfair? I don't think so. I think we have Joybird. We We, have Joybird. We prefer, and see if you'd ordered through Joybird Joybird and used our code. Right. You would have had a lot more success. I found so many more options for Labor Day sales when I I purchased the mattress on other sites. And that's kind of why I 
I like decided I was like, oh, this is the cheapest, <gasps> literally cheapest option for a twin bed. Oh my god! I know you probably got it for like two hundred bucks, less than that. And oh my, now because yeah. of the delayed delivery, anyways, it's a whole shit show. Go to my story because I've explained it, but it's just a mess. Like now, it, it was the conveyor belt at FedEx broke. I saw them that they responded to you that they called you and were like, "Oh, it's stuck in Newark. The conveyor yeah. belt broke. This yeah. is a real issue." Yes, I'm like the conveyor belt broke. We're still using conveyor belts. It's fucking almost 2020. What conveyor belt? I thought I thought robots are doing the business and they're just like tossing the packages <laughs> to one another. No, there's still a conveyor belt in Jersey. And here's my thing is. Okay, the conveyor. I guess it's probably a long conveyor belt. I'm still thinking to myself, you don't have one of those little like beeping like you know um, yes. tractors that you can just like load the packages Thank on. Thank you. Apparently, she was like, no, they're doing this manually, hand, hand in hand. They are handing out the packages and putting them in manually. I was like, that sounds like a shit show. Wow. So, anyways, it was delayed like three days. Slept on wooden slats, and then after that, I was like, no, f this. I know enough people in New York. You know, and yeah, then I just like crowd, crowd surfed for two days. Uh, if you're just fine. checking in with the podcast, so AJ, who has been co-hosting this show full-time since January, has moved to New York because you're pursuing your comedy career. Exactly. You're going to stay on the podcast. Stay on the podcast. It for is now. No, no. She's going to have a, like a full-time comedy gig, but... Anyway, I I moved there for mostly auditions and it's just easier to do that. But I love the podcast so much and I don't want to fully leave. So I'm doing kind of like a slow. So I Monday (laughs) through Wednesday. A a slow slow leave. Yeah, but you're staying. Monday through Wednesday, I'm in D.C. And then Thursday through Friday, if I have anything, I'll go to New York. But, you know, the last weekend I just had a really fun interview. So we're going to wait on that see if I hear Oh, my God. Fingers crossed. Knocking on wood. I can't even talk about it yet until it actually launches because it's a new potential show. So once it actually launches, we can talk about it. But I couldn't post a damn thing. And I was so upset. I was like, everyone has to know where I'm at. A damn thing. A damn thing. Well, look, anyway. we have a lot to get to on this podcast today. Yes. So we did, a couple weeks ago, we did a deep dive. We wanted to kind of talk about women supporting women because right. we had a great story of how we met. We also talked about women that have helped our career, hurt our career. And then I feel like, you know, so much happens to us in the entertainment business. It is the craziest business for women, um, for people of color. It is so difficult. Like it's, it's not, and, and thanks to your recommendation, I was listening to Heather McMahon's podcast, Absolutely yeah. Not, with yeah. Busy Phillips. Yes. Great. Because they talk talk about just being in the industry for a really long time and how they kind of come up and how it does take a lot of time and how bad shit will happen. Yeah. That's a great episode. Oh my God. And to get your shit pitched and it it was crazy. Yeah. Even Busy Phillips, who's a huge actress, like one of her biggest was White Chicks, which was years ago, I know, but still, she had her own show, Busy Tonight. And like still after a full season of so much support. Oh, didn't get picked up. I mean, I was sitting there listening to that going, if Busy Phillips Thank you. can't get can't shit get made and can't get a phone call back. Yeah. Well, she I should really pick up a second gig. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I mean, like, maybe I should become a reporter at Fox 5. Like, I might need to go back. You know, You've like, got some people I... there that would fully open arms accept you. <laughs> I might need to. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you guys responded really, really well to the Women Supporting Women show. You wanted us to do more of that. So we thought we'd kind of splice it in. We're coming up on the fourth year anniversary of the Hey Fresh podcast, which really is like a Howard Stern meets Oprah show. So I think we've kind of given you a lot of Howard recently. So we mm-hmm. kind of wanted to splice in a little, oh. A little O for you. So today, you know, I've had a lot of people be curious about my relationship and everybody, whenever I go out, I tell people, you know, people always are like, how'd you meet Dan? How'd you meet Schman? And I always tell him, tell people, I met him sitting next to him on an airplane. It doesn't even seem real. Doesn't seem real. People are like, no way. Such a good story. And you know, honestly, I never, AJ's known me for a couple of years now. I never thought I would get married. I'm a complete self-sabotager. Complete. Like when I tell you, like... 
oh my God, complete. Like breaking up with Dan, trying to break up with him, trying to see other people, not cutting people off, crazy shit that we had to go through. And anyway, I'm finally on the other half of that. I'm so glad. And I say to Dan all the time that I'm so grateful for him and I'm grateful for him, like staying with all of my highs and lows. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had to grow together as a couple, but, um, so I really wanted to do a, a story on this because half of our audience is single. A lot of times I go out with my girlfriends. They're really depressed. They want to meet somebody. They spend an enormous amount of time meeting people. And I think that we're kind of going through this thing where a lot of people have given up on love. They feel like it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. So I'm here to tell you it does. And AJ and I wanted to do a deep dive into you are not going to be alone forever. You're going to find amazing fucking love. And here is our advice. We also put up on social media earlier. Um, if you wanted to ask us a question about relationships, go for it. I just got married. When am I married? Three weeks? Three weeks ago. Wait, what? It's it's our three week anniversary was Saturday. What'd you guys do? Nothing. Okay. We went well, to soccer. You went to soccer. You were, yeah. little, you were a little soccer I was wife. Playing this soccer week. wipey. My husband's out there coaching the uh, the U nine girls team. He looked really intense. What was that? A whiteboard or does he have like a paper okay. pen? Schman is the most intense <laughs> motherfucker so intense. you've ever met in your life. Like ever. The most hard o person ever, okay. especially when it comes do to you, soccer. Do you know what he was doing on my Insta story? He keeps a scorecard, like old school. Have you ever gone to a baseball game and people are old school filling in stats? Yes. He does that with soccer. Like for, he is for how old are the girls? <laughs> They're like seven years old. They're seven years old, and he old school keeps a manual part. And manual. Do you know in our storage unit we have boxes full of teams like from fifteen years ago that he coached because he started coaching in college. And he's kept their goddamn scorecards. I thought to myself, what am I going to do with this? Like, oh, you call me a hoarder? He's keeping, what is he going to do with that? Can you sell that for anything? No, who cares about (laughs) University of Michigan 12-year-old, you know, peewee soccer league, their score in 2008. No one gives a damn. What do you think he's going to do? Like, in your future home, are you going to be, like, man cave and hang up all the old scorecards? That could be kind of a cool aesthetic down there. I mean, we are men for each other because I have a $500 doll collection in Maine. Okay, your house is just going to be scorecards and fucking doll eyes. And you know he has 2,000 comic books, right? He's 2,000. The level of nerd that you guys make up, what is your baby going to be into? What what kind of hobby did you guys even leave for your child? I don't know. We've got dolls. We've got comic books. I feel bad. Maybe baseball cards. Some type of baseball cards. Our son or daughter is going to come out with a cape on and just a total nerd. (laughs) It's going to come out with a cape on, a mouth guard, like just already just come out right from the womb with a mouth guard and like with a lisp. Oh, it will completely come out with like that. Yeah, 100%. But it'll be authentically you guys. It's really cute. Uh, Before we get into this deep dive, I do want to thank a couple of our sponsors. So you guys know the best way to support this show and support AJ and myself and continued content is to frequent our sponsors, use our codes, um, come to our events. So Friday the 13th, which is this Friday coming up, starting at 5.30 p.m., we are going to be at Progression Salon Spa in Rockville, Maryland, North Bethesda, over on Noble Road. Um, And it's a pop-up podcast. There's going to be tutorials, giveaways. We absolutely love Cindy, who owns Progressions. She's like a powerhouse. I want to be here when I'm older. Isn't she amazing? Incredible. Business owned, what, 35 years? 35 years. Yeah. So we'll be podcasting live that night, but you can basically come for happy hour. They'll have light bites, um, some cocktails. It's free now, totally free and open to the public. Um, And then when you come and make a reservation, you get $25 off. Um, Also, first 25 people through the door get a gift bag. So please come out. Progressions gift bag. It's really fun because it's a spa, a store, and a salon. And she's going to have like really good things. I think she's giving away like Orbeez or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Like legit product, like full size. I always products. want the giveaways that we get. <laughs> I never get anything. <laughs> she literally does. She's like, "Can I? You do, got any uh, leftover freebies, Sarah? Please. 
can I do those? Never. Um, also, you heard us make this announcement, and I really, really love supporting Anova Act on Addiction campaign. This month is Addiction Awareness Month, which is so important. Um, I, I was talking to my brother. My brother said it was okay to say this. He is celebrating his eight-year anniversary of sobriety this month. Holy crap. Yes, addiction awareness. I know. I'm so proud of him, and I can't even tell you. Oh, my God. That's a whole other story I could get totally right, yeah. emotional about. Yeah. But sobriety completely changed his life, yeah. my niece's life, my family. Oh, my God. I mean, there is so much hope out there. And I know if you are dealing with someone who is an addicted loved one, it is so difficult. But you can't give up on them. Um, you know, I went to Al-Anon meetings, AA meetings. There's so much, but I'm so proud of him. And this month, it's terrific. For um, Addiction Awareness Campaign, Act on Addiction Campaign is raising awareness and destigmatizing and educating those who suffer from addiction and their loved ones. This campaign is practically, uh, as I mentioned, very close to my heart. Um, And also what I love is that the ANOVA health system, what they're doing, um, the ANOVA Acts on Addiction Campaign is sponsored by a generous gift from Joan and Russell Hitt, and it provides informational resources for those who suffer from substance use disorder and their loved ones. You can get so many resources from their website. You can go to actonaddictionnow.org. Okay, so their website is actonaddictionnow.org. They have a lot of programs. They have a lot of um, things that are going on this month. Also, if you're in the area and you want to join the conversation, the Act on Addiction campaign will bring together members of the community at the Act on Addiction Summit, which is bridging the gap for young adults on October 5th. If you want more information for that, if you want to register, it's so important. I love their website, actonaddictionnow.org. So thank you to those sponsors. Okay, we'll get into um, how to find love. And you are dating, you've been dating Iggy how many in years? October, it'll be three years. Three years. And then, but you've been, I was saying to this when we were show prepping for the show yesterday, you've been in a relationship with somebody for how long? The longest? Or like, well, no, you've been dating someone pretty steady since what? You were 18? Oh, you you uh, dated a guy before Iggy. Yeah, that was my senior year of college. So up until I was single until that one person before. Oh, so you never had, you never dated people in high school. Never dated people in high school. Um, Cause you went to an all women's high school. Right. And I just like didn't understand boys at that point in my life. I just like didn't know how to even talk to them. Right. I just wasn't. So once I got to college, I had a really good friend that always like we would go on dates together and we sure. kind of like dated all the way through junior year, but it was like off and on. And then uh, I was never really ready to commit and really great guy. I just, it wasn't for me, but I loved the attention. So stuck with him forever. We dated and um, he pretty much taught me like what a guy should do. He was like the best guy ever, but I just wasn't like super physically attracted to him. Yeah. Um, We still talk to this day. He's still an awesome friend. Um, And he always says like, I was your first, like, not like first, like we never actually had sex actually, but like I just always like, he taught me everything else besides sex. Don't you love that? I actually had a guy teach me how to break up with someone. And yeah, it was awesome yeah, yeah. because, you know, we're in this day and age where people go ghost on yep. everyone all the time. And yep. I had this really funny comedian guy, Mike, that um, I was working at Hot 99.5. I was working crazy hours. And to be fair to him, I really wasn't interested in him. Right. But I didn't want to tell him that. So I think I'd rescheduled the date or something two or three times. So anyway, I think we were getting ready to go out again. And I was just like, I'm so exhausted. I just, I really feel like I can't do it. And he goes, yep. you know what? He's like, <laughs> I'm just going to call this. He's yep. like, I, I don't want you to feel badly or anything. But he's like, it shouldn't be this hard to get together. Right. Right. If you really love somebody and I'm going to bow out now um, because I feel like, you know, I don't want to be hurt in this. I'm looking for like a true relationship. And I was like, that's Damn. so mature. 
so okay. much Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It honestly is. And uh, and I we, he kind of got that. Like, you know what I mean? He yeah. was mature about it. But at the end of the day, he taught me so much about like who I was and like how to even be in a relationship. And he's like, you're such an amazing girl. He made me feel for the first time in my life important. And like I was able to receive love. So I always, I still text him to this day. Like whenever there's a big moment in our lives, it, when his parents got divorced, we weren't even talking at that point. He like called me and I went to his dorm room and we talked um, about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. we were just like big people in our lives. But my first actual real, real relationship for long term and I was, you know, totally um, uh, emotionally attached was with uh, Schmiggy. And Schmiggy, I mean, you guys have a pretty serious relationship for two 25-year-olds. He's mo- he moved here from upstate New York. Moved here, yeah. And then uh, now I'm moving away and he's <laughs> staying here. So I just, again, I feel like I'm self-sabotaging myself. But at such a young age of 25, you know, it's either your career or, you know, and love will eventually find you us. are living the relationship that you are living. Like I see in you that relationship that Dan and I had. So like oh, when I met Dan on airplane, yeah. it was my last radio gig with the Kane yeah. show ever. Right. So, I, you know, and he never heard of the show. He listened to Howard Stern, like only he had Sirius XM. I love that. I love that he had no idea. No clue who I was. We, I was wasted on a plane. I started talking to this guy and he, we were both heavier. So he was like this pudgy guy with round glasses, <laughs> receding hairline, comb over. I was like, Schmano has a large come up. Okay. Over the oh, years, he sh- looks fantastic. Is there a contest for come ups? Because Schmano. The both of you guys. I mean, you guys are a come up story. We got to post before and you after. Do, you do. We, we really do. do. Like, the, the hot, so the, good. the game got so yeah. much better. Yes, like, it did. Anyway, so we, you know, I'm drunk and I'm like, this guy's cute. And he had a weather app out and then he had this very, you know, the irony so is schmack. he's like the most intense little schmano. But he had this say lovey attitude. He was like, oh, you know, you can't do anything about the weather, you know. It's what it is. It is know? what it is, yeah. And God's plan. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Okay. God's plan. All right, you little Zen Kate master. Drake, okay. Yeah. So we get off the plane because mm-hmm. there was another delay. Mm-hmm. Mel, who was my radio yeah. co-host, was like, this guy's kind of cute. You should bring him to the bar. Brought him to the bar. I was like shammered. I was passed out. Thank God for Mel. She kind of like... Oh, Mel, like, orchestrated the whole thing. She was like, you got to get his phone number. We get back on the plane. We don't sit next to each other. We're leaving. I had one crumpled up business card (laughs) because I I pieced out on Hot 99.5. So I have one business card left. I hand it to him. He emails me like a couple days later and he puts his cell phone at the bottom of the email. Look at that shmana with the game though. Okay. I texted him back mm-hmm. and then boom, we he like texted me back and then he called me like a week later. It was right before Christmas. And he was like, I'd love to take you to dinner. I was like, all right, I'll be back in like 10 days. And yes, you would, Shman. Then we've been dating ever since. But then wow. like four or five months later, I moved to New York. He moved me to New York. Like, and then of course I tried to break up with him like numerous mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. As, as that happens, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, so I end up moving. I get the 107.3 gig, move back here. We live together. But it took us a really long time. And this is my thing about relationships. I think there's, and I don't know that people are going to want to hear my advice. <laughs> I think they're going to be It's good to hear everybody's story. But then I think we can do like a more evergreen, like everybody's story. Like that can apply to everybody. Well, I honestly think that there's a couple reasons. I think that we are way too, here's the thing that I think people have to get out of their heads. Because when I first met Dan, like mm-hmm. it took me two years to realize that our story was a great story. Instead, because in my mind, I had always dreamt that I was going to date somebody like that looked a certain way and made a certain amount of money of and course. all this stuff. So even when I was with him, I had to like unlearn all that shit. Right. And I was saying to you guys before we started this podcast, the best thing when I went to Robin, my therapist, because I would bitch about Dan, like he was not very emotional. Right. And we had to learn how to emotionally connect. That was sort of our, why we kept breaking up and we're like, do we want to do this? Let's see other people. Because mm-hmm. we were missing that emotional connectedness. Right. And Robin would always say to me, she'd be like, okay, I have news for you. Like everybody is going to have something. So you can get a really hot man, but he is going to be financially 
awful or has so much baggage or you're going to get somebody that's not particularly good looking but then they have everything else so what are you willing to put up with nobody's perfect but i feel like you can find somebody that you're semi-attract like you know what i mean i think like there can be like somewhat of a full package of course they're not going to be like the perfect person but i think that people have in their mind like when we get to the questions that people are writing right, right? i think that people have in their minds that a they certain should, type yeah of person and here's the thing like i robin gave me a great wake-up call and so did my brother my brother was like okay like so you already complained about him being gone all the time so you want to now <laughs> be with us you want to break up with him and you think you want to be with a CEO who's going to be home more like what the fuck do you want good point yep so I feel like you have to be willing to I think people should date a bunch of other people I'd also dated tons of assholes before I met Dan I dated a guy who was 18 years older rich as fuck complete alcoholic uh and guess what he like he you did what he wanted to do so like it was like no I'm not coming to you like I'm not taking you to a flower garden on Saturday if you want to come golf with me fine it's like I don't want to what are we 10,000 years old (laughs) Or there should be like a give and take. Like today we're going to the flower and then tomorrow we go golfing. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. live both of. That was Dan. I just felt like Dan, you know, didn't fit like what I wanted on paper of at course. first. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's always going to be standards we think we need to meet, but you eventually meet the person. You're like, holy shit. And you have a way, oh, an awakening. Well, and my, so, and, and again, we were together six years. I also think that things take time. So people like one of the questions we'll address is someone was like, well, is it true if you know, you know, I think the idea, especially in this day and age where like you meet somebody and instantly fall in love right works for five percent of the population only i believe that too yeah i truly believe relationships are like diets diets fail for 95 percent of people it's why 50 percent right. of people get divorced because i think people go in with way too high of expectations and they're like this is gonna be great yeah only five percent of the population meet somebody and instantly fall in love and find their soulmate the rest of us have to schlep work through our own work. fucking shit yeah Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have to get through your own crap. I had to like keep working, making my own self, getting rid of my own neuroses, getting rid of the the image in my head of what it should be. I had to work that away before I could truly be like open to just loving Dan for who he was and having this amazing relationship. And it took time. It takes so much time. So I feel like people aren't going to like my advice, but two of my things is like, stop listening to other people's rules. Like what worked for someone's relationship is not going to work for yours. Amen. And I think people have to really ask themselves, do you really want to be in a relationship? Because I have a lot of friends, I will not name names, who are single. Some are still wrestling with their sexuality, which is very sad because they're heading closer to 40 and don't know if they're gay or straight. I think they that know. Is rough. They know, but they don't, they don't maybe want don't to want to accept yeah. or, yeah. But I also have friends who love being single and nothing ever works out. And I look at them and I go, I just saw a guy friend of mine. Yeah. Very handsome. He looks like a Disney prince. Okay. Ugh. He constantly dates. He's almost 40. Yeah. He constantly dates women that are 25 years old. And I say to him all the time, you don't want to be in a relationship because you are not willing to date a woman. You know, he says all the time, oh, I want to be with someone, have a kid. I want her to be mature. I want her to have all her stuff figured out. Right. Then why are you dating someone 25? Who's not obviously ready for that type of commitment. The sex is great. The sex is great, but her shit is not figured out. You don't really want to, you don't really want to stop yourself sabotaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's setting 
he's setting like little tiny parameters for himself. I feel like he can't get out of that box. Like why won't he date somebody who's like 35, 36? Oh my God, completely. And that was my thing is I was self-sabotaging because I was saying to myself, well, I really want to marry an actor and I really want, and then my therapist would be like, okay, really? And then you think you're going to, okay, do you think that that man is going to drop his career and move if you want to move to New York or LA? No. I also think like marrying your opposite is actually important because I always look at that and I'm like, I need to marry somebody in the entertainment business because they'll understand. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Are you, do you feel like Carol and Benito, your parents, are opposite? Or do you think, like, they have a great marriage. They've been married since they were, what, 19? Yeah, they met each other when they were 16. Got married when, but my mother also became pregnant. And my dad stepped up to the plate like a motherfucker. Like, he was like, I'm here. My, he, his dad abandoned the family. And he was like, I never want that to happen. And so he stepped up to the plate. Uh, now, do I think that they're extremely compatible? No. But they make that marriage work, and <laughs> I don't think anybody could handle my mother the way my dad does, and I and I vice versa. So I don't know. But they seem very happy together. That they've they are happy. But again, now this is a very important lesson that I've learned watching them. My mom says that had she knew she was going to be blind in her fifties, yeah, she probably would not have chosen my dad because he's not very detail oriented. Like when they go to the store, she's like, "Where's the rigatoni?" <laughs> He's like, there's uh, angel hair pasta. She's like, no, the fucking rigatoni. Where is it? You know what I mean? So you need that person that's going to be your eyes. And she didn't know. She didn't expect it. She's she's the planner. She's the logistics of the relationship. My dad is is the um, the dry, He does everything else. You know what I mean? But now he's supposed to be the eyes of the relationship. And she's like, fuck, I would have never chosen this man. He doesn't know the difference between angel hair and rigatoni. <laughs> so, but you have no idea. You can't predict that shit. But they still they still make it work. I mean, they're, they they fight. Oh, they yeah. fight, but they love each other. And it's so funny. I mean, I want to know what people think too. Cause I, a couple years ago, I was just joking with my mom on the phone about this. Mm-hmm. So, and my mom has the most hilarious relationship. You know, my mom married my stepdad like <laughs> a year after my father passed away. Right. That's fast. Well, yeah, this is why she's now divorced. Okay. okay. So she's divorced from my stepfather and yet they hang out like every weekend and they, yeah, they go a leaf peeping. It's almost fall. They're going to do that activity together. They hung out all weekend long. I'm like, leaf you're divorced. Peeping. They like love it. They just didn't want to live together, apparently. That makes sense. Honestly, at that age, you're like, fuck it. I just want to see you once every while and, you know. But I don't want to sleep in the same bed as you. You annoy me. Again, it's about knowing yourself. And that's why, like, with Dan, like, I have to take it one day at a time. Like, just, like, one day, one dick. Like, I cannot go. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Like, I can't think about forever. Because I talk to all my aunts. Yeah. And they're, like, your parents, they've been married for, like, 35, 40 years. And they all don't want to remarry their significant other. They're like, I never do it again. I never remarry this person again. Yeah. But but do I love them? God, I love them. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard. Yeah. It's impossible. I'm I'm honestly very scared of marriage, but I'm also 25 and I don't. Personally, I know I'm not ready for it right now. You're going to change. I need to figure out a lot of shit. Yeah. You're going to change so much. And this is why I think you have to take the time to get to know, like, and be really fucking honest with yourself. Because all the shit that I said that I wanted, I really didn't. Yes. Underneath it all, I really wanted a guy who supported my career, listened to my crazy ideas, um, had their shit together in a more organized way than I did. Right. All, all these unglamorous things. And you're like, I don't want that shit, but wanted you need so, it. Yeah. yeah. Wanted somebody healthy, you know? But then, like, when I dated old man Ed, like, Ed was never healthy, but Ed had tons of money. So, like, we're always going to the Four Seasons, we're, but, like, Ed was never going to work out. Eating, like, steaks, frites. You're like, what? <laughs> Cholesterol city. He would literally order food for, like, eight people. And you would just sit there and be like, yes. I mean, that actually sounds really nice. I kind of want a rich <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Where is Ed? Yeah. Where is Ed? But I mean, no, for me, when I knew I wanted to marry Dan was a couple of years ago. I 
I just it took me again still two more years to really get my shit together. But so at four the four year mark, it kind of like dawned on you like you know what I figured my shit out now with Dan, and I think you grew so much with Dan. Do you think that was any part of a factor? Oh yeah, well, I mean we and uh, no two things were game changers, and this is what I say to people. This is all you need to look for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dan was not emotionally connected at all. We still go to couples therapy. We always will because like he works all the time and he never like, uh, he does not come home and is like, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. He, I bought you these flowers and this Thank jewelry. You. I, I, I picked also out agree with you. Myself. Yeah. Like right. um, here, I bought this lingerie for you. I want to see you wear it. That'll be the fucking day. I have a story about that. I'll Hell tell Hell would freeze. Oh, yeah. Mosh man ain't, ain't doing, that. doing that shit. Okay. He believes that he shows me love every day, which he does by making coffee. But I think to myself, <laughs> the fuck, I can walk down to Starbucks. They're making me coffee. Wait, which man, I need emotion. That's so true. He does. Like, he goes, I little... make your coffee every morning. I go, You're like, is that a factor in this relationship that we really should be talking about? I go, Dunkin' Donuts, their fucking machines have been on since 4 a.m. If I wanted it, I would have lived there. Thank, thank you. Okay. No, but he also does the laundry, does the dishes, cleans, right? Oh, oh yeah. Drives you to Fox 5 at cracked on in the morning on Saturdays. <laughs> I honestly, I'm telling you, like, I'm going to say it was two years ago when I really was like, this is it. I cannot wait to marry you. Yeah. He believed in my business more than I did. That is amazing. No kidding. I'm like, that's amazing. And I always say to people, are are you with someone that will rise to the occasion? Are you with someone that's willing to go to therapy? Are you with someone that is open to change? If you have those two things, it can work. And I cried to your speech at the wedding. I'm getting emotional now. It was just the, the, you know, Dan, the reason why we're here today is because he always rose to the occasion. He was always there. And that, like, literally just made me just feel so warm inside. Oh, my it's God. It's incredible to think that somebody cares about you almost more than you care about yourself. You know, when you reach that point, they want you to succeed more than you even know you want yourself to succeed. And I think Ishman has always done that. But it was really hard to see that because he is right. not... He doesn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't act. He doesn't. It's like, he does it through actions, but he never comes in and goes, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like, I love what you've done with your business. Right. There's never that verbal affirmation. No. Do you know what your love language is? I feel like we're finding it through therapy and it comes to sitting down with each other, talking Uh things through. Um, Well, and I think too, what therapy gives you is for an hour and a half, you have to slow down and look into each other's eyes. Which you never, you would never think that that's like a thing to do. When you come home and look at, like no music, no TV on, just look into each other's eyes and talk about how you're feeling inside. No, because he looks at his dog like that. (laughs) I'm so jealous of, of his dog. I tell him this all the time. I'm like, do you love your dog more than me? He's like, yes, Andrea, but it's a different kind of love. Like I'm not obviously having like physical relations with my dog. I'm like... Well, it certainly looks like it because, no, like, he stares at his dog more than he stares at me. Like, have you ever watched Schman look at something like a soccer ball, like, so in love? Yeah. I actually think that I, for a long time, I thought he was more in love. Like, I Thank felt you. like he was probably in love with all of his guy friends because he yep. gets so excited to go out with them. Yep. And I'm like, I wish you brought the same enthusiasm. To this shit. To this shit that, Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I've never caught him. You know, in those movies like rom-coms and we should never live up to the rom-com expectation. That's a bad, yeah, that's terrible. Don't ever. But the one thing I love is when a guy looks at a girl or when a guy looks at a guy, you know what I mean? When you look, when you look at your loved one and you just look so enamored. Okay. It's totally fake. I've seen people when they're like making out and they like open their eyes and they're just like staring at you. I have never been looked at (laughs) ever by Schmiggy like that. Now that's my one complaint. You guys have to go to therapy. We've got to go to therapy. Neither with me with Dan. Dan's like, he doesn't like PDA. That's why at the wedding, I was like, please, this is the one day <laughs> that you need where to everyone do. can clink their glasses. Good. He was good. When the, oh, he when was the like glasses on fire. Clinked, yeah. 
Yeah. People came up to me and they were like, oh my God, see if I wish I'd known Dan was this fun. I never would have told you to break up with him three years ago. <laughs> I know. I know. That was the best. He's yeah. like the best thing ever, but yeah. he's not, when you meet him in real life and like when he, <laughs> when he goes to our pop-up podcast and stuff, he does not, he's like, I'm not a celebrity. I do not want my picture taken. Oh, yeah. So listeners will come up to him and go, can I have a photo with you? And he'll go, no. <laughs> straight, oh my straight God. Up. Absolutely not. Yeah. He'll be like, no, sorry. I'm not on the show. Yes, but honestly, that is a great part of that your guys' relationship because you are the people person. You are the out, the, you know, the um, extra extroverted one. And I think that he he lets you have that shine. Yeah. And then he retracts, and he's not that person. But he does everything else. He supports you. He brings you to the event. He actually shows up to the event. He may be watching soccer on his phone, but he is motherfucking in those seats. He is. And uh, the other thing was he. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you more about this too because I, I want to hit two more commercials. Yep. And then I'll tell you um, about what he did with my family that was also a game changer. All right. So I want to thank two more of our sponsors. Um, we love Alex Newwin, who is the State Farm Insurance Agent. Schman and I have been going there and working out our new um, insurance plan. Will, they do financial yes. planning. Honey. A $3 million life insurance policy. Can we get four? Like, can I get can a four? We, can I get a can ten, I get a four? Can I get a five? How, how much can we get approved for? What can we get approved for? Anyway, no, we are. We are. We're working on our life insurance policy. You should too. Um, you're going to go in because if you can start early and you don't have to have, like, even if you make $40,000, $50,000, right. $75,000 a year, Alex and Ann can work with you to start getting even like a small $100,000, $200,000 life insurance policy. If you're 50 years old, you can go in. You probably have a bigger budget to work for. Right. Um, but nothing is worse than leaving your loved one after you pass or if you have children without money it is crazy you know this like you're moving all the expenses if you're not working insane yeah how quickly the money goes it's insane i went to get a cheese board at whole foods and uh, my whole uh, savings is just out the window i was like this is so easy just spending money here we go well these guys have three locations in the dc area but they cover dc maryland and virginia you can go to www i like when people go and say that www always on Always A-N-A-N-H dot com. Always on. Or 703-462-8700. They have locations in Alexandria, Annandale, and Arlington. You can go in for a complimentary consultation, which is totally free. They sit down and review your finances, your life insurance plan. They did that for us. And they have this great software where you plug in what you make and then how you want to like retire. Oh, they got a little calculator for you. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Uh, now, mine was sobering because if I want to retire the way I want to retire, I need to be saving $3,000 a month right now. Three k a month? Yeah, I don't even pay that in rent. I was it, like, shouldn't that be under your rent payment? Your rent should be the most expensive. I was like, Alex, uh, I love you guys. Alex. I love what you're doing here. But uh, if you Great could... establishment you got here. But uh, How do I get to the lifestyle I want saving $300 a month? Is that possible? That's what pretty much where I'm at. So. <laughs> Me too. Um, but they are so amazing. No, honestly, I, I've shared my story about my dad having a life insurance policy. And literally, my mom did not go to college. She worked at home. She stayed at home. If it wasn't for that, I mean, I don't know what we would have done. I really don't. So you need to call them. Make an appointment. It's so worth it. You can start with $100,000, a million, $2 million life insurance. They have great rates. Auto and home, rentals, condo, financial services consultation included. Again, you can also email Alex the agent alex at alextheagent.com or go to the website always on always a-n-a-h dot com how about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for hungry root meal prep and delivery service i'm obsessed i have taught i've tried a lot of meal prep boxes this is one of my favorites in fact i actually emailed the client to see if i can get like a year's supply <laughs> 
<laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Benon Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. And you probably still can hear my stitches, but thank you to Dr. Mary. My gum surgery gum is going sick. much better. Now, do you have stitches on the bottom? Yeah. Can you see them? Do a they flop black. out? A little bit. Not yeah. really. Not in a bad way. I just really? see a little dark, the dark stitches when you open your mouth a little bit. Um, well, uh, oh, it's like a million times better. I have periodontal disease, which means that your gums recede from your teeth. So what, what is exactly is the surgery? It's lifting the gums up? So it's a gum graft. They take a piece of gum from the top of your mouth and then they Stop. sew it to the bottom. Uh-huh. And then it like basically, whatever, all the nerves kind of go into each other and it's supposed to stay there. You know what amazes me? It's back in the day. I'm talking, you know, Pezzettville when they're like, I don't know, my gums recede. Like, I don't know what's happening. But now we have a name for it and there's actually like a healing process. But imagine just like having no gums by the time you're 80. Like, they all left. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. I don't know how people survived. Dr. Mary says that your teeth fall out because like what happens is it ends up exposing. So like so much of it, it just falls out. The yeah. nerves. So if you Google periodontal disease, you'll see because it's basically oh the gum goes way away from your tooth, so it expo- begins to expose the bone. So then the bu- the gums protect the bone. The bone then becomes susceptible to whatever cavities, all that stuff. So then they just have to extract the tooth. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm going to no. do this podcast with no teeth. <laughs> I hate dental. It scares me. Welcome to Dr. Mary Total Dental for their dentures. Now she's amazing because she makes you feel extremely comfortable. So I would feel very comfortable. Oh, she's having five star. Her, yeah. Oh my God, they do regular dentistry too. TotalDentalCareMD.com. Um, TotalDentalCareMD.com. They're still offering a $99 Hey Freyish patient special. Hit them up. Hit them up for that. Oh my gosh. And we're going to do a video of the periodontal. Oh, are we? Who's going to edit that? Me? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I don't have a loose very stomach. Very little blood. Very little blood? Yeah, very Incredible. little blood. You'll oh. love that. Um, I was going to say this one thing and then I want to get, we have a pineapple mail in regard to uh, Mondays. We do pineapple mail, which is all of your emails um, that you have. You can always email Andrea at HeyFrage.com, Sarah at HeyFrage.com, S-A-R-A-H. But there are questions, comments, concerns, feedback you want for the show. And then we also put on social media about, you know, a lot of you guys are stuck in trying to find a great relationship. So we're going to take your questions. But 
I was going to say two things for me showed up because I had a lot of complaints about Dan for many years. He yeah. wasn't as fun. He wanted to go out and party with his guy friends. He's not emotional. Nothing. And like every, I always used to say to my therapist, like I always used to say to people that what drove me nuts for years about Dan is every day like Groundhog's Day. Because I wake up like shot out of a cannon. I did morning radio oh, for years. Right, right. I'm like, you could call me at like 5 a.m. I could be on and ready to host a show. Every morning I would get up and I'd be like, babe, how did you sleep? Like, it's a gorgeous day. Like, God is good. He'd yeah. be like, okay, Sarah. <laughs> I'd be like, the fuck? Where is your enthusiasm for life? But he is he a morning person? Because I wouldn't He's necessarily He's not any be- hour person. I mean, what hour is he enthused? Like, what hour have you seen him? The most people ever saw him, like, go bananas was our wedding. Yes, but it was I, a really good time. I have to say he is a good time. You just have to find him in the right space I he's feel like very serious very serious man a very se- more more so than definitely more so than you and oh, hell yeah so like when you so that was one of your complaints and how did you kind of get over that did you ever say did you ever complain about it like hey um just give me like a little bit more energy well you know i always like um this was funny too when we went to our catholic classes getting married the um one of the counselors and the priest would always say don't bitch to your family about your significant other because they always hear the bad stuff right. about them and they yeah. it's hard for them to separate sometimes that you're venting yes but it's so funny i bitch to mine all the time about dan and they <laughs> defended constantly they never defended him of course they never once were like oh yeah sarah they were always like sarah give the guy a break he works 60 hours a week out oh my family never once has sided with me i have the opposite so i tell my mom everything and she she actually right she will actually take her phone call up schmiggy ball him out and it's not appropriate we've had we've had a long talk about it we've had my mom and schmiggy sit down together and they've talked about it and she's like i'm sorry i have anger issues and i just take what my daughter says and i have to react to it and so now we've, we've we've dealt with it but it was not good for a little bit that's amazing that he stuck around. See, like, I know. that's the thing. Like we, okay, when we went to Disney, we all stayed in the same room, and right. like my mom would be farting up a storm, like farting, he burping. Would, uh, yeah, yeah, he like never said anything. We went to then we went to a Northern Maine like cabin. We brought the dog. The dog threw up all over Kimber in the backseat of the car. Like Dan, we'd go through all. The, we all would sleep in one room. Like he would do all these things and still wake up in the morning and have a great attitude. And like Ed would never do that. No. No. Like, Seth, back in his drinking days, like, pissed in the corner of a Radisson hotel. Like, Incredible. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought it was epic. And we were like, get in the bathroom. What's wrong with you? And Ed was like, I'm never staying with your family again. Now, in hindsight, Ed had a good point. I mean, who wants to stay with someone who then I would love up? that. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, we're fucking peeing in Radisson. What's up? Oh, my God. He stained that entire... <laughs> it was a mess. Wait, was it in the corner of the hotel room or the yeah, corner of the he building? Was in the bathroom. No. He woke up. We were like in. <laughs> Missed the in toilet? Bed, I don't understand. Never even went to the bathroom. Went the opposite. So if there's two queen size beds here. Went over to that corner. Completely other end. Because he was blackout. Yeah. And just like peed for 10. And it was like racehorse pee. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I thought there was a leak. I, got, I woke up. I was like, Ed, Ed. The toilet upstairs is overflowing. And he's like, what? What? Turns on the, the light. And Seth <laughs> was in the corner peeing like hardcore. I was like, oh my God. So anyway, needless to say, that might test it. That Schman, that might be his limits, but everybody's good now. So <laughs> that that's an incredible story. Had I known, I would have brought that up at the wedding with Sethy. I would have been like, "Hey, yo, remember that Radisson stint? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> golden." <laughs> But anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I really feel like people cannot give up and you cannot, it's so hard because people want to give you advice all the time on what you should be doing, but you need to follow your own heart. You need to be realistic about who you are and it, that's the truth. And you have to be, you know, look, whether people cheat, like I go to, you know, obviously I'm multiple therapists. They never get, they're never like shocked when people cheat. Couples cheat all the time. You can, your marriage can survive. 
you know, and it takes two to cheat. There's a, there's something going on in your marriage. For, and people never want to hear that either. But it's like... That is definitely true. Either you're missing something, and we're not saying ex- we're not excusing the cheating at all. You made the decision to cheat, but at the end of the day, what what was the reason why you cheated? There's something missing that you need, and you need to you need to vocalize that. You need to talk about it. I think communication is key in a relationship, and I am the last person to say this because I don't communicate. Well, you're learning. I mean, you're 25. It's right. very very difficult, right. I think, at 25. But as I watch older couples, I have you and I have my older brother that, that have very mature relationships, and I've been able to watch that, and I learn a lot from it. But but yeah, at 25, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I watch other people. I watch other people, and I, I learn from them. All right. What, I'm still what, trying to figure it out. But, yeah, we have some questions yeah, here. Yeah. These were questions that we put up on social. What you got? Um, what is the average number of dates with the same person that you should be going on before having sex? This applies Ooh. to – this is different for everyone. I have different, different for everyone. I have, I have different – Best advice I ever got from a friend. She was like, look, I've got news for you. This whole bullshit about holding out for five dates – if he's going to have sex with you and leave you, he's going to leave you whether you fuck him the first hour, four weeks later. So she was like, how are you feeling? Do you want to have sex with him? Go have sex and have a great time and stop. We also like all, we read into all these signs. What does this mean? Truly. What does that mean? Don't, you have to get confident in yourself. Finally, at the end of dating, before I met Dan, I thought, I'm going out with people and I don't care anymore if they call me back. If they don't, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be in the moment. I'm, I'm going to have a great time. time. Yeah. Yep, and I also was in my own shit because I, you know, I had a guy that brought me out on a first date and then used me to host, like, his event, you know? So I used to think that people were using me because I was on the radio. Right. And I thought, uh, and then I went out with that other crazy guy, Mark. Yep. His brother called me, wanted to, like, show up with a pony in a clown suit. Absurd. You're like, what the fuck is this? I was like, my life is not a fucking... (laughs) It's not a show. (laughs) But then I decided, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to go out, have a great time. If I want to have sex with someone, I'm going to... Because I did this with so many people. I held out for five dates I and did then too. they never called me back. I did too. Yeah. And they'll they'll wait that motherfucker out. If they want to sleep with you and leave you, they're going to wait till the sixth date. They're going to fuck you and they're still going to leave you. Uh, I've had the same wish, Mickey. I did it way too fast, but I really, really but loved him. But you did though, because it's worked out. He's like so crazy in love with you. Mm, no, but um, I... <laughs> He is. He loves you so much. When we were at the wedding. I don't feel you, it at all. Yeah, but that's the love. That's the problem I had too. Yeah. But you guys, it's like, I, you know, it's hard because you guys are so young. Do you want to go to therapy? I think you just have to like have a great time. Let it and be. That's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you'll know. You ever see the movie? He's just not that into you. Yes. Well, I actually think there's a lot of truth to that movie because if he texts you, if he wants to call you, he will call you. If you want to text him, text him, but don't overdo it. Text him if he, if he takes like an hour, three hours, three days to respond, be a little weary. Like, And Dan, Dan would always text back, but I will tell you a couple times when we first started dating, like, you know how you talk like to someone or text them every single day? Right. And then I thought, I'll just like let this be. And then he didn't text me for like a day or something. And, and I, you're like, what the fuck? Right. Yep. And then I thought, okay. Then he texted me, and I'm like, all right, then, see, again, you know, in my mind, I have this this expectation that he should text all the time, but do you, and then I wouldn't verbalize that. I wouldn't say to, to him, him right. let's check in every day. Right. I just assumed, like I think a lot of men and women do, that the other person's a fucking mind reader. They're not a mind reader. You have to tell people every single thing you want. You have to. I wouldn't say in the first, like, week of the relationship. I wouldn't, but I would definitely, you know, I, I never know whether to explain if you want a relationship early on. I think just go with the flow. If things are going well, they will progress into a relationship. Um, what do you got? Okay, I've got this. Is it if you know you know or constant hard work to keep it a sweet love? 
I think that's constant uh, work, constant work all the time. And I think, like we said, five percent of the people will find the, the, their true love and instantly get married and be married for years. You have to work at it. Yeah. And I know people that don't. And they're so bitter and anger and resentful. And I'm like, go to therapy. How can you? You are literally taking on somebody who was raised by two totally different parents. Different. That's the biggest piece of advice. Different dynamic has their own issue, has their own emotional securities. We all. I don't care who you are. You have fear. You have doubt. You have insecurities. You're taking on your own. And then this whole other person, and then you guys are trying to do some of the most stressful things. Buy a home together. Have a fucking child. Uh Uh-uh. I need Uh -uh. so much help. Okay, you're next. (laughs) Uh, Every man has said, I won't hurt or cheat on you, but ends up doing that. Why? Okay, yeah, this was from a listener, and she said, how do you not date a jerk? I think you have to not take it personally. I used to, when I would go out with a guy who would use me and obviously was having sex with multiple other women when he was hooking up with me or whatever, right. I would take it as something that I did wrong. Like, why is he treating, why is it about me? Why is he treating me like this? I think you have to go into dating and go, this is the thing. If you're t- meant to find one or maybe two people in your lifetime, right. you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Truly. So, you're, you're, you know, digging through a lot of fucking nasty hay to find the one needle. So you have to stop believing that everybody is going to treat you great. And right. not only that, you're coming to the table with, I used to think this too. I can't believe he would do this to me, blah, blah, blah. He's got his own shit and problems, you know? Very true. Did he give you any signs early on? Like, did he completely skimp out of the bill? Did he show up late to stuff? Was he... Oh my God, I've had all that happen, right? I mean, we... Right. We've gone out with clients who tell us, they invite us to dinner and then go, oh, hey. Expect us to. We're going to pretend that you're going to join this club so we can get a free dinner. Okay. Been there, yep. Um, I, I think you just have to, I think you have to not take it personally, but I also think you have to be confident in your skills enough to say, hey, you know what, I'm, you know, we went out on a date and I, I think we're just not looking for the same things. You have to be really clear with people. Agreed. I think transparency is key. I I just have a friend I was with in New York, and she has been talking to this guy for months and months and months. He still is. If he's in town, he won't hit her up on the weekends. He hits her up on his own time. It's never her texting him like, "Can we hang out?" He's never available. At that point, I'm like, I just don't think it's going to work out, and he's not putting you as a priority after months and months of dating. Yeah. Where are we? And don't be afraid to ask after like eight months. Like, hey, where the fuck are we after six months? You know, if you really want clarity, you've got to ask because you're just wasting your time in the long run if you're not clear. And when I've gotten to two points in my life, when I've said, fuck it, I don't care what people think about my looks, that was a game changer. When you don't, when you stop fucking caring so much. And in the dating world, I decided I don't care. I am going to keep, I'm going to keep going until I find somebody who is fun and calls me back. I always first in wasn't even fun, but you know, we got that. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the McDonald's playhouse. I'll tell you that. I, I approach guys all the time. And I think if you are willing to find somebody, don't be afraid. I approached Schmiggy, so. Um, okay, this was another one. How do you meet people in a city when you work 12 hours and you don't want to be on dating apps? Very, very hard. Is there any time on the weekend to join a fun meetup group? If you could go to like a wine class and you, it's like a constant thing. If you have a, a hobby that you love doing, find a group. And I think that's a great way to meet somebody outside of the workplace and you don't have to be on apps. And I say you have to get really comfortable with knowing and being by yourself. Best way you want to meet somebody, go to a bar, sit at the bar, start talking to someone. Yes. Doesn't even mean you end up dating them, but it gets you so comfortable with talking to, and we're going to do this as a podcast, talking to strangers, because some of the craziest things have happened to me from talking to strangers, which of yep. course, we're all like, our parents are always like, don't talk to strangers. My mom's always like, don't talk to them. They want to abduct you and rape you. I'm like, mom. Not everybody does. Like, I've got news for you, okay? Now, be smart about it, right? Like, don't find yourself in, like, a a dark alley. But, yes, if you're at a bar and you're enjoying a a beer, a wine, whatever, somebody comes up to you, talk. And I think you sometimes have to push through. If you really want it, 
you have to push through fatigue. Like, what are you going to sacrifice? We all, like, we all are in cities. We work, Dan still works 60 hours a week. We still find time Insane. to be together. Right. You know, you have to, I know you work 12 hours a day, five days a week. And then on Saturday, you don't feel like getting up and going to like a brunch event. Right. But if you want to find somebody, you got to push through. I agree. One more. You've got one more question, right? No, that's my, that was my two. Oh, what was the other one? Um, Well, the other one was, how do you find a person that will like you for you? Don't care so much. Be authentically you. Be open about it in the beginning. Don't try to hide. If he's like, if he opens up to his political views and you're not that and you can never see yourself dating somebody with those political views, be honest and be like, I'm sorry, but I am completely the opposite. And I think that's another one about being confident. If you're okay to say to yourself, like I got to the point too, I was like, I'm good alone. Like, it, yes, right. And I still, I struggle with that all the time. I, I imagine myself being alone and I'm scared, but you cannot be. I think you have to, yeah, exactly. You've got to be confident enough to be okay on your own. Agreed. Um, all right. We have one last one for pineapple mail. This one's kind of serious. So I want to know your thoughts because you did date a guy. Now I knock on wood. I've never been with a guy that's ever been physically violent or threatening or I ever thought would be. And I've never mm-hmm. been with anyone who ever stalked me. And I've had some interesting listeners um, and gotten some Definitely, jail mail yeah. from listeners who oh, okay. believe that I was speaking to them, but I've never, not anyone romantically dating. So tell me what you think about this. This is an anonymous pineapple mail. Hey, Hey for podcast. I need some dating advice. I went out with a guy a couple of times during the span of a week and I thought it was all good. Well, I started noticing a few things that I didn't like, and I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but couldn't brush off some inconsistencies and decided to ghost him. He wouldn't drop it, and so I decided to end things and tell him I just didn't think we were a good match and wished him well on his journey. Sounds like closure, right? Well, here's where things take a turn. He did not respond well. He went on rants. I didn't respond back. I decided to block him. He blocked and deleted me on social media and then turns around and continues to harass me. At this point, he is now texting me through someone else's phone, asking I unblock him and text him back. I've blocked him from all social media accounts that I can find him on. I have exhausted all avenues of communication and I fear that he will still try to contact me. Do you think I'm being over paranoid? I go back to online dating and I notice in my inbox, there's a match with someone I don't recall the name. So I click on it and notice it is him and he's now changed his name on the profile. You guys, he unblocked me and changed his name. What the fuck? It's been over a month and he continues to try to reach out to me. What should I do? I am getting really freaked out any advice this is a really tough one and really scary one and i would be documenting on paper and with a friend anybody like all interactions that he's done i would screenshot everything and if you have any friends or people in law enforcement i would i would reach out to them and find out restraining orders are very difficult because i think they have to physically I, i actually i don't know you need to find out that through the law but i would continue to not respond for a couple more weeks and see what happens i think Agreed. he will stop i i, I think he will get I, I feel like he'll get tired the one thing i will say is that after a week he got that obsessed with you i feel like just give it more time i feel like if you give him any attention or any inclination that he thinks you're going to continue to talking to him even if it's like a hate mail like don't talk, talk don't talk to me and he's still going to think that as a as a way to like oh she's talking to me because these people don't think rationally And I think you need to let other people know. I also feel like you need to trust your own gut. If your gut is telling you that you need to call the police, you need you need to do that. Right. Forego and document document all the everything that he's doing. Yeah. Forego our advice. Um, My fear always was sometimes with people like that that are a little off is like does if you go to the police does that 
enrage them more I don't that's where I think you need to consult other people I think you need to tell your family members people need to be aware of this person because clearly after just one week if this is the behavior you know that's scary that he's out there doing it with somebody else Right. And you could actually contact the dating site that he's on and kind of get him off of it. You can alert them and say, hey, this is not normal activity. Um, And if you don't feel safe, if he knows where you live, if he knows where you work, I think you should take further action because that's really dangerous. Very, 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 very. Keep us posted though. I really, you know, I think a lot of people end up going through this and it's terrifying. Terrifying, terrifying. Um, You guys, we love you so much. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Where can people follow you, Ash? Andrea Lopez Comedy. And you can also email me, Andrea at HeyFrage.com for any questions, concerns. Love it so much. You can follow me at HeyFrage on social media. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. Love you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.